Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordeaux. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O for more information. Your adventure awaits. Hey guys, on this week's episode of the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast, we're going to talk about why your story matters and how it can change lives. Noelle, this is a super important topic. Yes, it is a super important topic. Most people don't believe um, their story matters. Actually, most people reject their story and want to rip out chapters. That's so very true. And uh, a big part of it is not being able to see the value in your experience as you're going through it. Yeah, I mean, well, most people, um, when it comes to their story, there's a lot of things that have happened uh, that's aligned with guilt and shame. There's a lot of things uh, that happened they wish they didn't happen. Um, and so they, they, they don't want that to be a part of them. And that's why they don't accept. Instead, they, they deny. Stigma. Stigma and stigma, uh, and then you know also like our ideas of how we want life to play out, um, and which you know it rarely matches that, of course, to, to everyone, and then us um, wanting to to hide that. Yeah, and I I can empathize so much. I just as you were talking, I was going back and I was thinking of key words that have really come to define me as I share my story and and how I felt about them when I first experienced it. Like divorce, the yeah. D word, yeah. right? When I first was getting divorced, I was only 29 years old. Wow. And it was super weird to be not even 30 and to be divorced sure. and to have that go down. And people were, and, and I distinctly remember people looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And well, now, and 10 years later, you know, not a thing. Internalizing that too, probably at that age. Oh, sincerely internalizing it and, yeah. and feeling like there was something wrong with me if I wasn't partnered. Yeah. Do you think today um, it's a little bit different? Do you think it's changing or do you think uh, society, and, I mean, I guess it depends where you live. Um, there's still that stigma with divorce, meaning, uh, you know, this, the world stamps defective or failure on your forehead if, you, if you're divorced. From my vantage point now, you know, at, at 39, so literally 10 years later, half my friends are divorced. Yeah. Um, you know, half the world is divorced. It's, it's a really recognizable thing. And it's part of a unique club of, you know, if you've been through it, it's like, oh, yeah, I know how that goes. It's terrible. Um, so I think there is less stigma around it. And I think maybe when I was approaching it, too, it was also, you know, given my my young age through the lens of my family of origin, which is Catholic, Italian. I was the first person in my family to ever get divorced multi mm. intergenerationally. Mm. And so there was a lot there. Yeah. Um, so I got divorced at 35, a little bit later than you. And um, I mean, it's the same, you know, I come, I'm, I'm Korean. So coming from an Asian, uh, coming from Asian culture, uh, even though I'm Americanized, 
um, that was that was a big deal. They thought that was it. They thought, <laughs> you know, that my life was over. You know, and uh, it was it was very kind of like it was very dramatic and very. What are we gonna do now? Um, it, it was like a, a tragic thing that happened. Don't you love that when the whole family comes together and looks at you like you're a specimen? What are we gonna do now? Yeah, it was. Um, I remember that moment. We were at Sizzler because because uh, my parents love Sizzler for some reason, and um, they wanted to give me their forerunner. And I guess that was just their way of trying to to, to help me. And I was like, I didn't need I didn't need a car. I needed a hug, you know. Aww. But I gotta say, you know, divorce, and I don't know about you, that was the first domino that led me to this entire journey. So although painful, um, I feel like it was meant, and it was it was one of the the most important things in my life. Me too. I would have been such a raging asshole if I had stayed in the life that I had when I was in my twenties. My yeah. God. Yeah. So when it comes to um, our stories, let's talk about why our stories matter and also, of course, how they can change the lives of others. Um, I, I think our stories matter because you only have one. And also your story, no one else has your story. And I think a lot of people see that as a negative, meaning they want different stories. But if you embrace your story – um, and I know it's a process, and you embrace all the stuff that's happened, um, you know, the, 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 the bad stuff as well as the good, and it becomes your unique story, right? This, the story becomes, you know, your snowflake. Um, that uniqueness, I think, when shared, can then become, uh, then, then become empowering and valuable instead of something that is hidden and, uh, you know, shame-based. I agree. And I think that right now we are at a point in history where the concept of sharing your story to allow others to stand with you or to reach your hand out to be held by others uh, is, is reached a, a really poignant marker of cultural significance. Oh, yeah. So oh, I yeah. think um, the Me Too movement tipped it. Yep. And there was just this groundswell of people sharing their stories. This happened to me and so many other folks saying me too. And I've never experienced anything like it in my lifetime. I've experienced moments like that privately. So journey coaching does a lot of different things. We obviously train our awesome coaches, but we also work on really interesting uh, projects involving social justice and marginalized populations. Mm -hmm. So I was in a room in Mississippi with a bunch of folks who are working on the problem of the point of diagnosis with HIV for black gay men. And oftentimes in poor areas, housing is the first thing to go, job, health really kind of tanks. And we were asking folks, you know, what's the most important thing when you first receive that diagnosis? And almost universally, the answer was, I want to talk to somebody else who's been through it. Mm. I want to hear from somebody who has had the same experience as me. I want to know what they did. Well, this is the part where um, now your story can help other people. Yes. Right? Yes. You, you, you know, I was thinking um, in the history of time, 
like going back to like the caveman days when we were um, sharing our stories by uh, the the drawings on the wall and what happened or what happened during hunting or whatever to now um, there's never been a time where <laughs> we are literally sharing our stories in real time uh, 24 hours a day all over the world like it's it's constantly happening it's just like water flowing it is it's constantly happening and people are mirroring you know it's it's yeah. it's the call and response that i think has happened throughout humankind you know call and response call and response but yeah we're seeing a phenomenon take place so what do you think is uh, going to happen as more and more, more people share their stories? Do you think it's just going to get noisy or do you think it's going to turn into just kind of people um, finding their tribe and allowing those stories they relate to help them? I mean, that's yeah, already happening, I, think, I guess. I, I think it's changing the way that we, we as a society are viewing uh, the formation of community. Yeah. Because there's been such a breakdown in the social fabric of where we live in our actual communities. I think there are very few folks who experience true community where you know all your neighbors, you know your neighbors' birthdays, you know their anniversaries, you bring food over when somebody's sick. Uh, the way that my parents experienced their neighborhoods, I don't experience that. I know my neighbors, but I don't have relationships with them on that level of depth. How about you? Um, yeah, it's the same way. I don't really know my neighbors. Uh, I mean, I guess my neighbors are the people that I engage with on social media. <laughs> those there are, you go. Those have become my neighbors, um, not my literal. Your- yeah, not my literal neighbors. And that's what's changed. I think, you know, in the 50s, uh, we were actually more engaging with our neighbors because we would, you know, bake at the pies and walk over and have barbecues and all that. And today, I think... Uh, our tribe has become uh, digital. Our tribe has become digital. And one thing that hasn't changed is that we need each other to survive. Right. And sharing our story to get what we need allows us to connect with others that are like-minded, that have been through the same things as us, and who want to solve the same issues and problems. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting time. Um, and if you haven't, uh, you know, we did a, a previous episode on um, how to share your story. But I, I just want to emphasize that, you know, it's not just about verbally vomiting. Um, I think it's about doing it in a way where your intention is to uh, not only find your voice for yourself, but also to help other people. And this is a second part of this, how sharing our stories today are actually helping other people. Helping other people, leading to community and inspiring activism. I think if you're if you're coming at this with the right intention, that's the natural process flow. Yeah, and so um, what the other thing that's happening uh, by you sharing your story, you are whether you know it or not, you are um, accepting it. As long as you're sharing it honestly, right? As long as there's no fabrication. <laughs> um, when right. you, do, you sh- when you do share what you've gone through, you are. Uh, that announcement alone means that you're accepting it. And there's something very healing and therapeutic about you accepting your story. It makes you come out of the rock, you know? And share, yeah. And sharing your story can go in so many different directions. So I'm thinking of Lindsay Hawkins, who mm-hmm. is one of our instructors for Catalyst Intention. She teaches branding and niche development. And she's a badass. 
And she just recently uh, led the marketing effort for the United Nations on ocean conservation regarding plastics. Mm. Now let's follow this back, you know, several steps through. So Lindsay shares her story a lot, but what she cares about the most in the world is oceans and plastics. She's a surfer. So her story is directly tied to literally what she likes to do every day, which is get on that surfboard. And she and I were talking the other day and she said to me, you know, Noelle, the world of plastics and oceanography is very small. And so over time, given her commitment to her thing and what she loves to do and shouting from the rooftops, we need to save our oceans, has led to her becoming an expert online, in real life, Mm -hmm. with this very small, close-knit community of people who are trying to save the oceans. That's awesome. Yeah, that's actually a great example. Um, and as you as you were saying that, I was thinking about me. Um, you know, the the thing that I'm trying, the message I'm trying to to put out there is uh, that it's okay to be human. You know, and it started with me saying that it's okay to show yourself as a therapist. But today, I my whole thing is that it's to humanize yourself. You know, going back to just being human, um, and then I try to show myself in a very human way, hoping that others will as well. So it doesn't have to just be about, um, you know, big life missions. It could be something like um, just reminding the world that you're human, you know? Yeah, reminding the world that you're human. And I, I try to do that, too. Is yeah. it, would be, it, it would be so easy for me to fake it. Sure. Because I have the title of CEO and, you know, I have to travel a lot and I can take cool pictures and it would be, I I could curate the weirdest story if I wanted to, but it's um, humbling and I feel like it's important for me to say, you know, my kitchen counters are not clean <laughs> right now. Yeah, and you know what I, I don't have a perfect life. Absolutely, and you know, I, I kind of I do that as well. Uh, and and um, showing those sides of you, showing the, uh, the the crevices and the cracks and all of that, um, people relate to that so much. You know, just as much as um, a, a big thing, like if you went through an eating disorder or an addiction or whatever. Yes, of course, obviously, people can relate to that. But people can also relate to you, you know, peeing in the shower, or, you know, some of the other things that I write about or talk about, because they're very everyday life. How often do you pee in the shower? This is a major theme, John. I do it. I do it all the time now. Um, and it, it, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to when I was married, um, but I do it almost every day and it's okay. And, you know, it was never about peeing in the shower. It was about lying about peeing in the shower. But, um, man, I, I write my name in the wall in the morning. It's all good. It's, oh it's a good thing. Oh, my God, yeah. dude. Okay. Well, moving on. John yeah. pees in the shower. Real life. Real life, everyone. Real life. And it's okay. It makes me human. Um, it does. Yeah, but going back to stories and how important they are, especially uh, now with the ability to give everyone or everyone has their megaphone, um, you should use it. Uh, and and more importantly, I think the sharing of your story it, it works twofold. One, it helps you accept your story, uh, and then two, it helps other people because uh, whether you believe it or not, there are parts of your story that someone in this world can relate to, no matter what. No matter what, and, and you know. Okay, so briefly, let's do a little speed session on 
times when sharing our story has helped somebody and you had no idea? Oh, man. Well, first of all, there are so many times that you and I are not even aware of, right? Oh, yeah. But but we also get um, emails all the time on what you said in this podcast episode or what you wrote here, how that's helped me. Um, so, I mean, starting wide, I'm going to say uh, divorce, rebirth. Um, for me, all my conversations about men, um, I get a lot of emails from men uh, who were afraid to talk about that stuff, but now they're curious and interested. Um, love, codependency, all of that's dating, uh, what it means to be single. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When I teach in the Catalyst Intensive, I, I do a full session on unmasking. And mm-hmm. I go through um, all of my really big fuck ups. And I talk about you know how they impacted me as a coach and what yeah. happens. And just to sit down with somebody, you know, a group of our students and say, hey, this is what happened to me. This is how it went. This is how it impacted me as a young coach. It, I've gotten so much feedback that that gives people permission yeah. to feel less scared. I love that. I love that you're doing that because it takes uh, courage and, and vulnerability to say that these are all the times that I've quote unquote failed or fucked up. Um, but look what happened from from that. Yeah, look what happened from that. And I, you know, and the most important message there is, and I've managed to have a really incredible career over the last 10 years anyway. Sure. Well, I mean, I I think your career is better because of it. Yes. Yes. The humility that comes from learning the hard way. Yeah. I mean, you know, if we didn't have any fuck ups, we would just have a lot of ego and think we, we knew how to do everything because <laughs> there would have been no true. there would have been no turbulence there would be there would be no, no would, lessons to learn nobody would like to hang out with us as much as they do <laughs> right. we would be horrible right. uh, i i think that's very true the more you fuck up the more friends you're gonna have yeah that's very true <laughs> so guys if anything um we want this episode to be a reminder on how important your story is uh the value of sharing it and also knowing that by you sharing it, um, you are going to impact other people. And, and here's the thing, you know, it's like throwing a rock into the, the pond and, and, and not worrying about the ripple. You don't know how you're going to affect other people. It's not your business. But trust us, you will. You will get emails and DMs and messages. And you'll be surprised at how many people um, can relate or, or, you know, maybe it's just a reminder or whatever, but, but whatever you share and the way that you share it is going to resonate with other humans. Yes. Be generous. Be generous with your words. Yes. And keep doing it. All right, guys, share your story. Noel, see you soon.